Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And as you can probably tell, we are going to predict the future today, as well as announce our 28, 2017 Game of the Year awards. 28-17? You didn't see that one coming? <laughs> I want to let you host the show from no. now on. We'll see how you no do. No way. Um, so, but before we get into that, uh, we have a little bit of feedback. Okay. Our first feedback comes from uh, Graham Vebke, our friend Graham. Yes. And Graham has joined the Brotherhood. He has joined the Boat Challenge. Uh, so, uh, you know, when one person does it, it's crazy. When two people do it. It's a group, but when three people do it, it's a movement. Is that the boat challenge, folks? If you want to join, all you have to do is not buy any new video games, movies, or music, uh, and just enjoy what you've got in the year 2018. Join the boat challenge today. Enjoy what you have. Just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving on, Aaron. We also got some feedback from my brother. My brother, who Your brother. Uh, this, I didn't know he'd listen to the show. Well, he he's not he's not a huge uh, Amiga fan, but he did take a trip. You know, his uh, wife is from Sunnyvale, California. Oh yeah. And do you know what uh, is famous about Sunnyvale, California? Uh, what is uh, the computer museum? Uh, that's true. Do you know why there's a computer museum? Uh, because that's the heart, the hotbed of technology. Do you know what company started in Sunnyvale? Um, uh, let's see here. Um, Atari. Atari is yeah. correct. Good guess. Um, guess. So Atari is uh, from Sunnyvale. Actually, I think that the Computer History Museum is in Mountain View. Okay. Uh, it's directly across from the Google, uh, the Googleplex. No kidding. I'm sure and the so, weather's warmer there right now. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, but uh, my brother was uh, over there visiting his wife, and so they went to the Computer History Museum, and he took some pictures for us to share on the show. Oh boy! So I'll bring this up here. In my Google Photos. He's so lucky. I'd love to go there. Now, there's a, uh, looks like an Amiga five and a quarter inch floppy. Yeah. Which I've never seen yeah, until this video. Yeah, very rare. I see a tank, tank mouse there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looks like a C64 is a Amiga 1000. And, uh, boy, I wonder what that thing is. It's got the tape deck on it. Yeah. Um, and here's finally a still picture. Uh, and one of our favorites, the Atari 800 front and center. You could kill a man with one of those. Yeah. They will never disintegrate. They'll never leave this earth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looks like, uh, I think that's an Amstrad up there, perhaps. Uh, so just a lot of cool stuff. How cool would it be to, to go to the Computer History Museum? I would be interested to see how much of that stuff I had in the house. <laughs> now, there's a, there's a, an old classic Mac. Yep. And do you know what this is? Oh, boy. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know what that okay, is. Okay. Well, this is a Mac, or this is an Apple Lisa. 
Oh, the, that's the Lisa. Yeah, this is the Lisa. Okay, I have okay. heard of it. Yeah. So the Lisa was the predecessor to the Mac and is very, very, very expensive now because they did not make many of them because they were very expensive. Does that have dual five and a quarter inch yeah. floppies? Yeah, and the, the floppy drives, the the, these floppy drives were built in such a way that they were, they broke almost instantly. They're right. called Twiggy drives, and uh, but they're it's a very collectible market. Now, is the that Lisa the kind market. of drive that you... I guess the Mac has to do, is that the way you put the disc in? There's a little handle that pulls down the, in that little slot. Is that how that works? I think so. I yeah. think that that's, that that's that's how they did it. Now, do you have a Mac? Like, is that the kind of Mac? This is a this is an original Mac 128K. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is the Mac Plus, which was the next model that came out after. Similar. So though. it's very yeah, similar. Yeah. The only thing that's different is it just had more RAM. And, then, and the Cyclops mouse. Which right. I, I never understood why they only had one mouse, but. I, you know, it's a mystery to many. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, look at this. Now we're cooking here. What do we got so here? And th so these look like uh, various robots. Now, do you see that robot in the uh, lower left? It looks like it's got like a domed trash can. Mm-hmm. I would bid dollars to donuts. If you ever watch the old Starcade, and I don't mean wrestling, I mean the old arcade game, game show, occasionally they would give away a robot on there, and it looks just like that one. I don't mm. recall the type of robot it was. And then some of those other robots are... Uh, Looks like little toys and whatnot. And then a couple of those big dogs back there. That one in the middle, what do you think that thing is? Just a rolling TV screen? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? You know, that that might be like an early telepresence <laughs> machine or something like that. That would haunt your existence. <laughs> you could just have someone you just turn around, there's your mom or whatever looking at you. Like, and this is a picture that I did not know was going to come up, but uh, Amigo Studios was widely used. Uh, my buddy Greg was over here, my buddy Chad. Greg's wife was playing the Oculus Rift. Uh, Greg's daughter, the pinball machine. So... Uh, Amigo Studios, all the stuff was getting used. Now, it warmed the, my who's heart. Who's the person in the corner in the pink? That's uh, that's Greg's wife. This is Greg. Is, that, is she wearing the rift? She's right wearing there? the rift. She's, she's just staring. You yeah. have to be Richard when you stare at a wall. <laughs> right. She's looking. <laughs> she loved. She loved Fruit Ninja. That was her game. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Hey, that is awesome. It's always great when someone is in there tinkering with your goodies. Right. Right. So uh, <laughs> that's it for our. Oh man, my hat is already. It's drooping. It's, it's wilting. Yeah. It's tough to, that's a lot of brain power you used up to look at those pictures. I know. Now you, now you gotta concentrate. You know, this right is, it's, it's, it's already kind of getting ridiculous. Uh, so, <laughs> Aaron, what Amiga news do we have for this week? Well, being that it was the holiday, I don't have a lot of international news, but I do have some personal news which I'll get into. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, really the only thing that, I, that came across the desk this week from our good friend Adam Bradley, uh, is a, he found a Facebook group uh, that's, that's going to kickstart a new case to house Amiga main, uh, main boards in, uh, which is a very good idea. <clears throat> you know, uh, having tinkered with an Amiga a lot this week, uh, I, I thought to myself, this would be so much easier if I had a large case I could stick this thing right, into. Right, right. You know, of course, that defeats the purpose of a 600. But for uh, other machines, like a 5 or a, or a 12 or something like that, would be, or even the, uh, machine, the Amigas that had their own cases, a, a new case. I like the idea of it. Me know? too, because there are so many there are so many expansion modules for the Amiga, <laughs> especially new. There's new stuff coming out all the time, and just having something reliable that was built for that purpose that you can stick your motherboard in and continue to expand it out. I think it's a great idea. Now, the, uh, of course, one would go to the natural next step. Let's just have some new Amiga boards, which we're hoping, you know. Uh, Along those lines, because we we in that we mentioned the announcement of, of several months ago that the uh, Vampire folks were going to release a standalone Amiga uh, uh, of some sort, mm -hmm. and uh, I have been a, quite a fan of the uh, Amiga 
Facebook page, the main one, that same fellow that runs Indie Retro Games runs the is the mod there. He's it's his group. And uh, there's been, I'll tell you, there's been uh, an interesting um, conversation uh, uh, that continues to pop up about people <clears throat> who are feuding with the vampire folks. I mean, I mean, people that have bought the vampire, people that make the vampire. Uh, it's it's an interesting, you know, for a while there was that there was that split between people that emulated the Amiga and people that owned an authentic Amiga, and. It's funny that that's sort of gotten kicked to the wayside by, by this, the uh, the vampire crowd, the people that don't like the vampire or don't like the support they're getting from the vampire. You know, it's uh, having tooled with uh, Amiga 600 this week, and it, it this argument came to my head because I thought to myself, you know, these are incredibly old machines. They are not going to be around forever, and there's got to be some natural progression in this. I can see why people would be upset, but I mean... Um, we're, we're all going to be moving forward at some point. I don't think there's going to be a, a way to keep these things running forever. And if, if an outfit is going to put together something that will run the classic Amiga software in a mod, with a modern twist, sort of like we were talking about in the pre-show with the ZX Spectrum, mm -hmm. you know, we've got to at least give it a whirl. Right. I'd like to see, and right. the Vampire guys have proven they at least have a good grasp of the technology. Um, I think some people are disappointed that some things didn't, come into fruition as much as they uh, thought they would or uh, they wasn't the support wasn't there for these older versions or whatnot and that's but I mean that's just the that's just the way it goes right when you're an early adopter you 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 pay your bet you take your chances right mm -hmm. so I never got into the vampire thing mostly because it's expensive <clears throat> but um, I can see a, I can see a need for them and uh, uh, if you're gonna have new cases to house the old hardware i'm all for just having some new hardware to put in the new cases too that's true you know that's and so true. that's what that's what got me thinking about but it, it all comes down to you know can for me with a lot of this retro stuff is is it cheaper to it, it only makes sense to me if the new stuff is cheaper than the old stuff because if i can get an old a500 board that is exactly the same as one of these new a500 boards for half as much as a new a500 board i'm going to go old every time well the, you know of course that it could fail that's the you're, you're gambling on old hardware that's, that's the true. deal yeah um <clears throat> with that in mind i uh, you'll recall uh that in our christmas show we were gifted very generously gifted by the huck mm -hmm. <clears throat> a uh, an amiga 600 a PAL Amiga 600. Now, if you were if you watched that show, uh, uh, you you saw that this was a uh, you know it was a <clears throat> it was an Amiga 600. It was you know it was discolored. It was it was a uh, just plain Jane. There was no floppy drive in it. And Gary just sent it up and uh, said, "Hey, listen, you want to tour around with this?" I didn't think much of it at the time. I was I was happy as hell. I was you like, hated wow, it at first. No, I didn't. You hate almost it. threw it away oh, on the way yeah, out the door. That sounds like me. Oh, I grabbed and ran so you couldn't touch it. <laughs> But I thought, you know, let's see what we... The, and the Huckster said he recapped it, which is great, because mm -hmm. I didn't want to fool with that. <clears throat> and uh, got it home this week, and uh, I, it just sat on my shelf for, for a couple of days while Christmas was going on, but I kept looking at it, you know. I was like, man, there's a 600 right there. I've been wanting one of these for a long time. So finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I got the thing. I broke into it, and I had our... The Amigos beat down, beat down 500 sitting there with it. <clears throat> and I thought, well... We're gonna make a choice here. <laughs> so the beat down 500 got kicked to the curb. That's right. And I uh, I put the uh, work uh, the Kickstart 3.1 in it. It had two in it. Now what did you do with the? How did you get the power supply to 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 work? 
it uses the same plug as the five. So it, just, okay. It, yeah. Okay. So our we still have that shoebox special. Right. Um, but uh, I, uh, I I took the kickstart out. I went and put it in the six to get rid of the old two, and then I took the GoTech out. <clears throat> now you'll recall, uh, boat. That I <clears throat> made certain modifications. You to the, utterly destroyed that I didn't case. Utter, I didn't utterly destroy it, Boat. How dare you? But I did make some minor modifications to fit you the GoTech in. This was, um, I didn't want to do that to this. Why? One thing, because you beat me down <clears throat> so thoroughly over it. So uh, this thing has the, uh, on, the five, on the 600, there, there's, a, there's metal shielding inside of it. Mm -hmm. And the, the, uh, the drive sort of sets on top of it. Well, this one didn't have any shielding. It's just shooting waves out in space, you know, <laughs> and which a lot of them don't have the shield anymore. Yeah. And I thought, how am I going to mount this thing? Well, I found a video on on uh, uh, YouTube of a fellow who had who had uh, mounted his with this special 3M like super sticky stuff to the top of the case, mm. you know. And, uh, and which I can still get it off there, but it went end up long story short, it worked great. So I've got this, I've got the GoTech mounted in this thing, right? I'm like, okay, we got the we got the GoTech, I got the three one. Let's see if we can uh, how this signal is going to look because it's a PAL machine. I right. hooked it up to my little monitor, no no dice, it wasn't going to work. So I thought, well, I'll hook it up to the LCD. Mm -hmm. It worked. I got yeah. a perfect signal. I was like, man, this is great. And so thus began my week long smorgasbord of Amiga. I played everything you could think of on this GoTech. I played it nonstop. <clears throat> and I can't tell you, especially for you people that aren't in the U.S., how much easier life is with a PAL Amiga to play this stuff. Because Boat knows we have had nothing but heartache and trouble trying to get the 500, even the 1200, to play the stuff that we want to play. Yeah. Because it's always, you're always fighting that screen. You're always... Work, work at an angle to get the video to look right. <clears throat> this thing looked perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the video is a little higher. It's centered upward a little bit, but aside from that, it looks, I mean, otherwise it's perfect. It's perfect. And I played a ton of Amiga this week. And so I did manage to uh, route the uh, the uh, L, the uh, GoTex little digital uh, reader, you know, where it has the number that, on it. Yeah, eight-segment display. Because you can't see that when it's hooked on the side, so I, I extended it and routed it and mounted it on the top of the case with some sticky tape. It looks very good. And uh, I've even redone it since you saw it. Okay. And then this thing had no LEDs. And so um, the, there's a, the uh, Amiga 1200 has a little panel with LEDs in it that hook up to where you drive and your power. Mm -hmm. I had found a box of LEDs that in my brother's trash. Wow. <laughs> and I, and, and, Dumpster diving at Brent's. Just had sitting around. <laughs> well, he was gonna throw these out, and I was like, hey, can I have that box of LEDs? He's like, sure. Wired them up, and they look great, man. It, 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 I had to wedge them in there in a weird way. Everything in this thing's cocking, maybe, but it looks, it works, man, it works. It's ugly as sin, but it's it's tremendous, and we're gonna be doing some videos with it in the future. I can't wait. Uh, but uh, I wanna thank the Huck. Uh, your gift has, uh, I've taken good care of your baby uh, since I had it and uh, have played the, just played the crap out of it. And I, I had plenty of other stuff I could have fooled with, but man, I played stuff I've never gotten to play before because I could never get it to work. Right. You know, and even with only one meg of uh, chip memory, I had, I've, I ran almost everything I tried. That's great. And, and, you know, with a few tricks, you know, so that's my uh, fun story of the week. But of course, when you've got something new come in, you got to get rid of the old. So this week, in fact, tomorrow, we'll be saying adios to my old Amiga 1200 with the mouse issue. 
I sold it uh, to a fellow local fellow along with two 1084S monitors and a, a crate of, of software. I got a couple hundred fifty bucks for it. You're gonna be dancing on the street once that crate of software is no longer. Man, in I've toted that crate of software. Right? <laughs> Teresa doesn't know it, but it's in her back seat right now. Wow. Uh, but uh, uh, and then also this week, I listed. In fact, just last night, I listed the XDS Data Flyer, which mm -hmm. you'll recall we did a video on. This is funny because when I, I didn't notice this when I listed it, <clears throat> the uh, XDS, which was a external hard drive solution for the Amiga 600 and 1200 that uh, runs a cable into the Amiga and out the back and uh, allows you to effectively have two hard drives mounted with your one IDE connector on the on the 1200-600. Uh, it's a tight little unit, comes with a hard drive, and uh, but I had no use for it. And I thought, well, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna sell this sucker, so I put it up. But you know, when we made that video for it, um, I went to reference the video in my eBay post, and it's the only video on eBay of that particular device. Oh, so, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think you might get some bucks for that. I'm surprised because there's always someone else that's got one. Now, if you go to the English Amiga boards, people have had them. I've seen them sell, but I mean, it's been years and years yeah. since they sold one. So, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. These things are super obscure. It's, it is. It seems it's. I've never seen or even heard of. I them. imagine you'll probably get ten to twelve thousand dollars oh. for that piece of paper. <laughs> yes. Is that your <laughs> prognostication? That's Beautiful. <laughs> and then also listed a, uh, also this week we'll be putting up that, I'll probably sell the Data Flyer Express, uh, which we had on the, our stock 500, which I can't use it since I'm going to also, eventually I'm going to sell the 500 as well. Uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, That's another pretty odd piece of tech. If you'll recall, it had SCSI and IDE in it in mm -hmm. the same unit. And uh, uh, I, I suspect it will fetch a pretty good, chunk of change. You never yeah. know, you know, how this stuff's going to sell. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, you can get by now. You have your 1200 and you have the 600 that Gary has gifted us. You don't need any more Amigas. That's that's well, that covers all the bases. My thing is it's number it's twofold. One, I've got this stuff. I hate to just have stuff sitting around. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that I'm not and I'm not going to use them. And then secondly, uh, I need the money. To, for, to fund my other various pursuits, mm -hmm. and finally, <clears throat> it's the, I don't see any reason to hog a bunch of hardware. And you know, I'll tell you something: the uh, that that twelve hundred plus the six hundred Gary game, but people were very nice to me. And I've actually I've thought about giving the five hundred to. I've got a guy in mind that I think would enjoy it, so I may end up giving him the five hundred and just selling the data flyer. Mm -hmm. Try to spread the Amiga oh, yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah, pass it forward. Uh, plus, I did violently violate the case. <laughs> so yeah. that's probably good. <laughs> not not to mention your cat violated the whole system, knocking it off. Yeah, there. yeah, the cat. So, but, but I mean, this is, I was telling Boat before we started the show, this has been the Amiga week. I've played nonstop uh, Amiga games pretty much the entire week, every waking moment I've been playing with it. It's great. And I, w I was discussing with the Brain Trust how much fun I've had. This is really the first time I've really got to sit down and play with the GoTech. Mm -hmm. And those things have been around forever. Everybody knows what a GoTech is. It just emulates the floppy drive. <clears throat> And normally I would just use my hard card, but I, don't, I accidentally violently burned up the IDE connection for the uh, 600, so I have to order it. I have to get me another one. Uh, but uh, the GoTech, there's something about loading stuff off of it that makes it fun. I don't know. <laughs> I can, it's, it's hard. I'm not. I'm not it's I'm, the anticipation. It well, really is. It, and I was telling the guys, I think what it is, is that you once you load something up, you are willing to play it longer because it took so long to get it going. Right. You know, it's, right. And this isn't new. This is a, a revelation, no. right? But to me, I've played everything with WHD load, whatever. There's something to it, to loading stuff off floppy, you know, 
and uh, you're seeing all those old pirate screens again too, and all the trainings, which is funny that some of that stuff gets weeded out in the WHD loads. But I have given stuff a lot more of a chance and played stuff that I don't have WHD loads for, which is quite a few, quite a bit of stuff that doesn't have a WHD load. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of uncharted ground. And when you've been doing this as long as, you know, we've been doing this show now for a couple of years. I mean, and for everything that makes the air, there's probably a bunch of stuff that we, we play and just say, yeah, that's just crap. Or we're not going to do a show about this. Or there's not enough here. And, uh, so we've played, it's not like we haven't played any games, but there's a whole universe of stuff that I've not touched. Right. And so it makes it a lot more fun there. So, yeah, that's how I spent my Christmas, mostly playing a lot of Amiga stuff. What what have you been up to, aside from your interesting hat collection? Well, aside aside from that, uh, I've been playing a lot of, a lot of different things. Um, I got a, a ZX Spectrum book. From Chris Folds for Christmas, awesome too. and uh, I've been playing uh, played a ton of Spectrum yesterday. So look out on the site for that coming up. Uh, I finished uh, finished my game of Wall Street Kid, the stock simulator for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So uh, keep an eye out for That's that. Uh, and I've also been nose to the grindstone remastering our our classic episodes. Yes, uh, we've got uh, fourteen. 14, 15, and 16 are going to be coming out uh, one a week for the next three weeks and some classic pre-shows as well. I've noticed some of those are actually getting a few looks. So, yeah. you know, it's nice that people yeah. are getting a, you know, the, the They th sound a lot better. That's a fact. The thing with YouTube is is that sometimes if, if you've got something buried deep at the back of your channel, it sort of gets forgotten <laughs> about. Yeah. And so remastering these sort of pushes them up to the uh, to the forefront again, which is yeah. good. And hey, you're not too far from being done with the remastering, are you? Uh, I think that episode 47 was the last audio only that we did, but I think I'm going to continue uh, remastering even into the video era all the way up until we got our current mics, just because there are still some episodes where the audio is still still spotty as we were experimenting with different recording methods. You know, I was thinking as we sat down to do this show, how many different places have we recorded this show? We just did this base. Well, that's that. This is Amigo Studios Mark IV. Yes. Uh, so we we started out uh, on the sitting at the the table right there when we were doing audio only, and then when we moved to video, we moved uh, over here by the the window which we put the the green screen in front of. Uh, Mark III was in front of the bookshelf that's behind us. Uh, or the entertainment center, and finally here we are, Mark IV, uh, which is actually in close proximity to the computer that's recording this, which is a big help to me. You know, it's funny because if you'll recall, we had the green screen, we had those, we had big lights everywhere. I mean, you had, it was like a studio. I remember when Rob was here? Yeah. Rob O'Hare, he was like, he was impressed that you had all this stuff down right. here to the show. And then we've slowly got rid of. Yeah. Well, in, in the, in the and truth, then, the truth of the matter is, is that. I kind of cheaped out when I bought all that stuff, and so the lights that we bought were were, were so cheap they were almost to the point of being normally useless. Um, I thought they did a pretty you, good job. You know, you, when you have the green screen, you have to have lighting like that. Yeah. But when we stopped using the green screen, um, and we got a much much better. I mean, this camera is approximately one zillion times better than the webcam that we were filming with, mm. and so you don't need as much light when you've got a better sensor. Let me write that down. Professional camera better than webcam. <laughs> I know. Got it's it. hard to believe. Right. Take that down for future reference. Um, so that's that's really all that's been going on uh, here in Amigo Studios. Um, we should probably pitch what we got posted this week yeah, real quick. Yeah. We had a couple items. Again, Christmas time is here. Now, Boat, let me tell you something. Cavalcade of Boat will be coming soon. <laughs> He's going to have a, a, a ton of stuff coming up. But, of course, there is no holiday that can that can stop Dreamcatcher. Uh, and he has put out, and I, haven't got, I have to say I haven't gotten to see this yet, 
Uh, he looks at creatures. Uh, this have you have you read this article yet? No, I haven't. Uh, Dreamcatcher snuck one in on me, and uh, he uh, uh, of course this stuff's always good. I, I I don't know what he's got cooking here, uh, but pop uh, one over and check it out. Of course, this stuff's all linked up. Uh, thank and thankfully folds jumped in when I was distracted. I have to say I have. Played too much Amiga this week. And not, 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 I was like, oh, yeah, we not do a show. I kept up with your uh, show duties. Yeah, and then um, we also uh, put up, a, I put this up because I, I felt guilty. <laughs> I was like, I better do something. So I went ahead and put up our look at the 3DO version of Street Fighter, the movie, the game, which was... A, uh, which is a classic. We actually had more fun than any man should play, <laughs> playing that stupid game, but it's it's sort of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we and I've got a few more 3DO offerings. And I think I've got some more. Um, um, what's the other? Oh, Saturn stuff. We we we've we've been all. I said wait, that was the Saturn version. That was the Saturn version of of, uh, of uh, that game. Uh, but we've got some other uh, non-Amiga stuff. But I'm getting ready. To, I have a feeling in the next couple months there's going to be Amiga content to beat the band because oh, I, yeah. I've got a setup now that I can really dig my. Get I'm my really looking to forward to, to coming over to Amiga Studios East and, and really going to town on a real Amiga. Yeah, because we've got it great. now. We've got it. We've got it. The rig is set. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Aaron, this is going to be a long show, uh, so we're going to take a quick break and uh, refuel and refill and. Uh, when we come back, we will get right into our um, best of and worst of 2017. Lots of categories. We're going to be giving stuff away, um, and uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Aaron, we got a ton of responses for our, um, when I asked the, the, our, our listeners to vote for best and worst of Amiga of 2017. We really got a ton of responses. A ton of responses. Oh, okay. Completely great. different than your prediction request. You know, when it's it's a different thing. When I ask the fans for something, oh, they respond. Well, I mean, t- they care. I don't blame them. And so, but. You listen to these podcasts, I was like, man, we can't get any. We know people are listening, but there's no response. We never hear anything. We don't get, we, we always, people always respond. When I put out the call, the siren the, the song. The clarion call. All right, all right, commanders, stud. What okay. you got? <laughs> so here we go. Best Amiga news of 2017. The winner of uh, of 19 responses. Now, wait a minute. Should you re- uh, now, were there categories? Of the, I mean, I looked. I remember this, doing this. Yeah. Why, why don't you, are you going to read the other ones first and build I, up? I it? literally just said the best Amiga news right. of 2017. That's what this category is. The right. best Amiga news okay, of 2017. Okay, go ahead. I just, just want to mention okay. delivery here. Go ahead. The standalone vampire. That was the biggest. People, yeah, news. that that. No, the best Amiga. Are, do you even listen to the, the biggest, words that come out of my mouth? News, the the best Amiga news. That that's not the same as the biggest. It's not. No, the best means the, the the news that makes me the happiest as an Amiga fan. Oh, I see. For example, like the biggest story of last year is probably not something that's going to make me happy necessarily. Like, probably the biggest news of 2016 was probably, like, the, the presidential election. Okay. I guarantee you that's not making a lot of people happy. Okay, my okay? mistake. The standalone vampire. You're uppity with the hat. I know. It makes me uppity because these stupid I think bangles. That, it's almost like a game. It it's is kinda, like you a know, game. You move them out of your glasses. <laughs> um, so no what do you think? What do you think about the standalone vampire? I think that was the best news of 2017 uh, in terms of the, the possibilities that exist for a, a standalone. I mean, it's a new Amiga. 
That's big news. It's now, a new Amiga that doesn't cost you thousands of dollars like the other new Amiga. Well, we don't know that. I guarantee you it's going to cost you I guarantee you it's going to cost you less than an Amiga 1 or one of those Amiga on the Lake models. Guarantee it 100%. Well, I hope. I sincerely hope. But I mean the uh, um, we don't know what the price point's going to be. And the Vampire, if you'll recall, it started out kind of low and went up dramatically. So, we'll see. But I mean I, and and of course, can they pull it off? Right. You know, that's that's something yeah. who knows. We don't know. Uh, there were some runners up uh, runners up included uh, David Pleasance's new book, Good News of 2017. Yeah, uh, the Amiga used at NASA up for sale. Oh, good. That was probably yeah. that's probably my personal favorite news story because it amused me so. Um, the flash floppy firmware for floppy emulators, which I've never quite understood. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 me neither. But hey. I'm glad that that pleased somebody. Yeah, people love it. It's a big news, but I don't exactly know what it does. And finally, the new A500 cases. People are excited about that, too. So, yeah, I can understand that one as well. Yeah, so congratulations, uh, Standalone Vampire. You are the best Amiga News of 2017. Beautiful. And the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron. You just want to punch me sometimes, don't you? I can tell. Yeah, that's 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 further on down oh, the list. Oh man, that's that's right here in the rundown. Throttle, Aaron. <laughs> um, so the uh, it's time for our first name drawing. So uh, as promised, if you submitted a survey for voting for all these categories, you will your name could be chosen for an Amigos magnet. And if you already have a magnet and your name gets drawn, um, then we will send you something else. We got all kinds we'll of burn stuff. Burn a magnet. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right, pick the first name, Aaron. All right, here. I've got a little, I should probably show the folks. I've got a little box top of names. I'm not going to look. Plus, I'm blind, so I can probably stare right at it. I'm just going <laughs> to hand it to you. All right, here you go, vote. Okay, and the winner of the first magnet, the first of five, is Eric Nelson. Congratulations. Eric's a great guy, very active in the Amiga and retro computing scene on Twitter, lives in California, sunny California. Oh, man, must be nice, eh? He's, yeah, he's living the dream out there. Beautiful. So, Congratulations, uh, Eric. All right, now it's time for the worst Amiga news of 2017. All right. Um, so this actually goes into uh, a prediction. This is a combo prediction and news story. Okay. Uh, the prediction comes from Will Williams. He predicts that the ghost of Jack Trammell returns and becomes the third party suing against Cloanto and Hyperion for the Commodore trademarks. He wins and we're all forced to use the name Atari ST instead of Amiga. Oh, that would be brutal. <laughs> From the grave. But the, the worst, by far, people voted this the worst uh, prediction, or I'm sorry, the worst news of 2017, the fighting over the Amiga trademark between Cloanto and other parties. It was a, it was wacky. Uh, it's still... And what makes me happy about it is that someone's still fighting over it. <laughs> At least we got that going for mm -hmm. us, you know. Um, I, uh, um, I believe now, as I recall, because that was that happened pretty early in the year. I think Cloanto got some, and didn't the outfit out of Germany get some of the trademark names as well? But Perhaps I, I can't remember. It's been a long time since yeah. we covered that. One. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I guess Hyperion is the other the other name involved, and so. Uh, it does, I mean, on, on the one hand, it's like you said, it proves that the Amiga name is still valuable. That there's still enough support out there that people think this thing is worth fighting for, but at the same time, it can, it, it, I'm sure that it hampers a lot of cool open source projects and things like that that people might want to do just to get the name out to say, hey, this is an Amiga, blah, blah, blah. You can kind of get into hot water for that. I, I, I would hesitate, I would not hesitate to say that the Amiga name is probably 
as valuable now as it's been in a decade. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, agree. It's, it's uh, probably two decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sad to say, I mean, it's it's people are into it. A lot of stuff's happening, and uh, there are a lot of avenues for revenue. Uh, if you uh, play your cards right. So I can see why people would want the name. Yeah, makes sense. yeah. Um, okay, the next uh, the next news comes from, or I'm sorry, the, the other uh, entries for worst news, uh, the runners-up, if you will. Uh, one person said uh, CD32 titles. Do you know why? Piracy? No, because everybody uses WHD load. Stop making these stupid ISOs. Just put out WHD load versions of the CD32 collections. Wow, that's... See, I, I'm not going to agree with that. Obviously. I figured you wouldn't. That's why I put because that's a lot of people have CD32s, and, they, and these ISOs are very good. Uh, plus, you can you know you can use them. But uh, uh, hey, I, as far as I'm concerned, keep them coming. All right, all right. If they add button support and stuff for them. I like them. So, there you go. Um, there was uh, some some talk about uh, Commodore going bankrupt, which I think that they went bankrupt before this past year. <laughs> so I don't know if that's. Um, the uh, CD-ROM add-on for twelve hundred being discovered, but also being never released. <laughs> yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah. Hey, but, but the, like I said, if you watch the video that Dan put out, they talk about the possibility of actually making a run of these things. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't that be something? It would be wacky. It would be. It would be. It wacky. would be. Yeah. Um, somebody said the exit of Rob from podcasting. Oh yeah, that is. Yeah. Although I, I just saw that he did a podcast right at the end of the year. Right, he's still doing the throwback reviews. So thing, at least so. he's got something going on. Hey, Rob, if you're right. listening, a uh, good a good pal and a Patreon supporter for many many moons, please reconsider. Yeah, yeah, and multiple <laughs> people, multiple people mentioned that. Yeah. Which, um, I, and I uh, voted for that one myself. Let's see. Still no Kickstarter to bring back officially licensed Amiga games, um, although the C64 will get some with Thalamus software. So um, I think that there is a movement among people that feel maybe perhaps a little bit worse about emulating software than others saying, you know, I'll gladly pay if it's an issue of getting, you know, money to the right people to be able to legally download and play some of my favorite games on the platform. I believe Laurent Giroux, we've talked to him about that. Mm-hmm. He goes, every time I, he, I will say, Laurent keeps you honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I talk about these uh, compilations, like he, I know he's not a fan of the of the CD32 compilation. It's on, basically on the basis of that. Uh, and we've talked about this before. I'm not going to get back into it. But I, but he does. I mean, there are people out there. Hey, I, I, I can understand that. Right, I mean, I right. Um, and uh, finally, this is funny. Um, more than one person uh, voted for uh, the vampire boards for worst Amiga news. So it's it's a very divisive issue. It is. Know? It is. And I think it's becoming more so as the new versions get, come out and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things you're either into it or you're not, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's a roundup of the worst news of 2017. Again, just to recap, the uh, the number one response was uh, fighting over the Amiga trademark between Cloanto and other parties. Right. If that's your worst news, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a good year for the Amiga. That's right. I mean, I, I said I'd like to see a little more. Ind- I'm hoping uh, we're going to see a little more independent game action mm-hmm. coming out. That's the one. I think that's the one thing we haven't seen as much as I'd like. Uh, but I think the sky's the limit on that. Hopefully, we'll get a lot like the Commodore and the ZX has gotten this year. Right, right. All right, Aaron, it's time for uh, our first award, first Game of the Year award for 2017. Okay. This is the best racing title of the year. 
that we covered. That we covered. That we covered. So all, again, all of these titles are, are are chosen from games that we covered over the past year, and the winner of the 2017 Vroom. best racing title is Vroom. Yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> so what did you think of Vroom? Aaron? That's what I, I voted for Vroom when I put my vote in, and I, I, I liked Vroom. Um, it came out of nowhere, and, and it didn't. Like I said, we had been played. It, there was an Amigos play of it <laughs> way back, and uh, 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 but I dug it, man. It's got a it's got a nice vibe, and the funny thing is that the vibe that you get from Vroom Roy wasn't captured, and even its sequels to for a certain degree. But man, it, it, it's quite marvelous to play. I really enjoyed it. It, know, it was a surprise. It really was. You know, one of the things that struck me about Vroom. Because it is it, it is such an early title compared to the 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 other games that came after it, it's just how smooth it runs and fast. Yeah, and fast. I mean, it really for a game that I think you said it was basically created by one person, right? Yeah, and he, he he had played pole position and and the, that's something else I liked about that. You know, I, some of these stories I'm slanting on because I like the backstory. And this is one where the doing the research was a lot of fun mm -hmm. to uh, see how it developed. Uh, and uh, it was like a, a, a passion project for a guy who who uh, you know, just kept carrying it forward as he got different types of computers and technology developed. And uh, it's a great title. I mean, it, like I said, it's one I had not played. And uh, I, I love it. I, I, I play it quite often now. Awesome, awesome. So congratulations to Best Racing Title on Vrooman. This was the only category that we did not have a worst title in just because we reviewed so few uh, racing titles this year. But hopefully... Next year we'll we'll do something to remedy that because I love racing games. I will say after playing the six hundred all week, I've got several more candidates. We're gonna be there's gonna be a pickup <laughs> in racing titles. I guarantee. It. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and now we move on to uh, our first prediction. Really, Will's was the first, but this is this is our uh, here's another prediction. So let me, ooh, crystal ball, magic game ball. <laughs> <laughs> A little, a little shake of the deck. Shake you never see. You never see a, a fortune teller do that. They don't even. You don't even read the tarot no, cards. You just, you just, just shake, shake. Jason Warns pred predicts the vampire standalone system gets released and immediately sued by the Mist Project. The battle <laughs> of the FPGA projects commences. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unlocked. You know, the Miss Project. You don't. You don't hear much. We haven't talked about that much. We remember when it first came out. It was a huge deal, and yeah, I don't know what's what's happened with that. Maybe so. we're just out of the loop. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. All right, moving on to our next category. We have uh, licensed titles. We play a lot of licensed titles on this show. Uh, movie licenses, TV, cartoons, and the best licensed title that we played in 2017 was RoboCop. Okay, RoboCop. So, what are your thoughts on RoboCop? Do you even remember anything about I RoboCop? I do. I've played RoboCop plenty of times. You know, I, I remember. I still have not seen the movie. I feel like the only person on Earth that hasn't seen it. Uh, and I want to watch it. It's, it's one of those things I haven't gotten around to. But the game, I mean, you know, I played the arcade version more than the Amiga version. Uh, but it's, you know, it's. I think it's okay. Uh, it's not what I would have probably chosen. Uh, uh, to be, In fact, I know I didn't choose it. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it's got a lot of fans, and it was very popular. I mean, it was really popular overseas, the the video games. Uh, you, so you I'm know, terribly surprised. What I always remember about this is that um, Ocean, I think Ocean developed this, they paid nothing for this for this <laughs> yeah. license. I remember that in the research. And, yeah. and when the game was a hit, it was just like everybody was super, super surprised. And, uh, and so... Um, 
I think that they didn't expect such a violent title to, to gain traction with because this game was really marketed to kids. And the later Robocops did really scale back that extreme violence and made it more of a uh, more of a family friendly franchise. So. Well, it, again, from what I read and it was doing the research for this one that I found something the. Uh, the movie, the violence, the movie was it was a, a really more of a parody right. type thing. Yeah, That's it was supposed to be intended. crazy yeah. over the top, right? You know, so I'm not sure everyone got the joke. No, no, <laughs> no. And the worst simulation title. The worst. Uh, the so, worst simulation title. I'm sorry, Aaron. Star Control. People hate oh. Star. It was by a wide margin. Star Control. The worst simulation title on uh, of 2017. I'm. You know, I will tell you something. Uh, yeah, if you'll recall in the last show, I th mentioned that I went out and got, I found a 3DO stick out in the wild. And the first thing I loaded up on it when, was uh, when me and my son were out there in the uh, arcade was Star Control 2 and the 3DO. We played it and he had a blast. Uh, I'm surprised that everyone hates it this much. I guess the simulation portion of it, to be honest with you, is not the part I play. I and and I think that's that's the answer right there, yeah. is that as a simulation title, it falls flat, but as an arcade action game where you're just two ships facing off against each other, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's appalling, though, that it got that, uh, it, was, it did that poorly. Uh, the, uh, the I will say, the, navigating the map is a pain, mm -hmm. which is, that probably did it, I mean, even I will admit that. Uh, and they, they did a lot better job in the newer, and like I said, Star Control on the Amiga is bittersweet for me. It's a good game, but Star Control 2 was really the money game of the Star Control series, and the Amiga didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And so it's disappointing, and the Amiga could absolutely have ran it. So right. that's a bummer, but uh, eh, that, that stinks. I hate to hear that, but I can understand it. You know what? I skipped a ton of stuff here because I don't know if you realize this, but we went from best licensed title to worst simulation title. Yeah, I was going to mention that, but I was afraid you. Would, I was afraid you would try to hurt me. No, so I like, no. I just let you do your thing. So I screwed up. Um, I'm not used to reading off a page in these podcasts. I usually leave that to you as I just sort of, uh, you know, listen. Um, the worst licensed title. I think uh, this will come as a, a surprise to no one. Okay. The worst licensed title: Thundercats. Thundercats was hey we are we had the Thundercats uh, guy cut a little promo for us which was great one of the highlights of this show right that is the only and good thing that, that was came the out highlight of, of Thundercats <laughs> uh, uh, the actually that screen is awesome the opening title screen and then it went downhill right um, this sh this was a, an abomination and there were we played several other games that you could have slapped a Thundercats license on and it would have been great mm -hmm. you know in including Lionheart which would have been a much more apt uh, uh, Thundercats game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was not good. And, uh, and I will say, it wasn't the worst platform action game we played this year, but it was close. Uh, I think uh, I, I think I hated Castlevania a little more than I did this. Mm. Well, uh, so, yeah, I to me, you know, I didn't think this was, I don't think that this, this deserved worst license title. I don't think I voted for it. I think I voted for Jaws is the worst Jaws. license title. I don't know. I think I like Jaws more than this. Really? Jaws really? Had, remember they had the cool opening screen? That, yeah. I had that going for <laughs> it. had that going for it. But, um, but anyway, the fans have voted, and this is what they've chosen. You so, made the right decision, fans. Uh, again, just to recap, for. the license title, best license title, RoboCop. Worst license title, Thundercats. All right, Aaron. It's time for another magnet drawing. All so right. why don't you reach down in there and pick us a name? I'm even gonna look here. Let's grab one. And here you go, sir. All right. 
The winner of the next magnet goes to Duncan Styles here in the chat. That's hilarious. Yeah, so congratulations, Duncan. Uh, we will send you a Amigos magnet. All right, Aaron. It's time to move on to some more predictions for right. 2018. The, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, these are the predictions as to what's going to happen for the Amigos podcast. Oh, gosh. Over the coming year. I don't want to hear this. Okay. What okay, are... number one. You guys get an extra host and become the three amigos. Oh, how clever. Yes. But, but no, no one can put up with us. There's no way. <laughs> Number two, the pot. Oh, I need, I need this. <laughs> the podcast gets so many Patreon subscribers that the whole podcast mainly becomes singing the list of Patreon subscribers. Well, you have to start singing like Anna got a Vita and American Pie. <laughs> you know, Still way to heaven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Number, hey, that would be great. That sounds good to me. Number three, Amigos Podcast releases a novelty single. Mm, yeah. Could be in the future. We could, I, we could, we could probably re-record Country Roads and stick that out that's there. That's true. That's true. Number four, Amigos goes on a worldwide sellout stadium tour. We're going to the Budokan. I believed every part of that in step for stadium. Just a worldwide sellout tour. We just sell out we just, everywhere. Yeah. We're, we're, Can you imagine anyone? I mean, literally, I don't think we could fill the booth of a coffee shop with people I, to come I don't, see. Maybe a booth of a phone booth. All right. And number five, the last prediction from Darren Coles. Amigos gets sued by a disgruntled Patreon for being missed out of the song and shuts it down. It's, it, it, that could happen because <laughs> yeah. you have missed a few. Over yeah, there. and people are not happy. In fact, the Duncan Styles was one. Right? <laughs> and, and he says, hopefully my predictions don't come true. Well, Darren, I don't think you have to worry about that. I think there's a pretty good chance that, uh, that we will not be going on our stadium tour this year. Now, 2019. That one I've already got some dates. That's booked. when the world tour yeah. begins. I would yeah. like to play the Budokan. Yeah, that would be that would be from something. Tokyo Dome. I'd be down with that too. All right, Darren, thank you so much for your predictions. It's time for another name drawing, Aaron. Right. It's amazing how the, you just you know how this is gonna flow. I Here know. we go. All right. Okay. Go. The winner of the next bandit goes to Matthew Pedron. Congratulations, Matthew. Quebec's finest. Uh you're getting a magnet. He's a hoser. I don't know. Can you call people from Quebec hosers? Absolutely. I thought that was that was more of a non-Quebec no, Canada no, no. thing. I can smell a hoser a mile away. Can you? Oh yeah. <laughs> a stench of back bacon and <laughs> donuts. All right. All right. We're moving on to our next best of category. Uh, we already did half this category by mistake earlier. This is the simulation category. Uh -huh. Okay, so the best simulation title for this year goes to Theme Park. Mm, okay. So what did you think about Theme Park? Um, I had trouble <laughs> with Theme Park, I'll be honest with you. Uh, simulations are not necessarily my bag, as I mentioned on that show. That was more your baby, that particular episode. Um, it's fun, and at the time, I'm sure it was, I know it was quite novel when it came out, and I know there's a lot of people that are into it, and it is fun. 
I just had. Uh, I'm just not good at this managing all that stuff. Yeah, this is not my thing. I think that this is this is really just like many simulation games. If you do not have the documentation, uh, you're you're really you're really missing out. And also, if you don't have a lot of time to spend playing this game, this is not something that you just pop into and out of. No. Um, and uh, and and that's really something that keeps us from playing a lot of games that I know people want us to play. Is that you know when you don't have that that kid like expanse of free time and you need to really have you really need to spend some time studying you know the manual to really yeah. get a lot of, out of these things just to be able to talk intelligently about it um, there's games where you know I thought about doing it and uh, and I can sit down and I can play it for a while but I really don't feel like I'm saying anything new or novel or really I don't feel like I, I can I can give you a good opinion just because of the, of that that factor this game was an exception because this is a game I played a lot as a kid now you played this mostly on I played on DOS on DOS yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so you were you were lucky when you got this when you had a good jump start on you know, right. and and, and, right. and this compared to the DOS in a, in a favorable way. Um. Yeah. I had the uh, the this is the by and large the mechanics of the game are the same. The DOS version does look quite a bit better. Yeah. Um. But the AGA version of Theme Park that was released later on did it, it matched the DOS version. Mm -hmm. I see. So. But um, but yeah, Theme Park, best simulation title of 2017. Yeah, it was a good one. Like I said, not necessarily my thing, but uh, it, I, I enjoyed just making a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, the worst simulation title, as we discussed, Star Control. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, it's time for another round of predictions. Oh, my. Let's oh my. see. Magic Eat Ball, should I read the next group of pr predictions? Well, I think your eight ball is faulty. Yeah, it's it's lost some of its magic. That's why okay. I brought it. I'm hoping you can kind of rub off on it a little bit. It says concentrate and ask again. We'll yeah. give it one more go. Maybe if I make it's a combo maneuver here. Are magic here. eight balls a worldwide phenomenon? Or That's just... a good question. We should ask the people in chat right now. All right. Um, I'm just going to go with yes because I cannot read that answer. Thank you, magic eight ball, for your consideration. I think it's a paw. It probably yeah. is. These predictions come from the only, the one, Chris Foles. All right. Okay. Uh, number one, Amiga Mini will be announced but not released. It will have no usable keyboard. Yeah. That's, I, I would, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say there is no keyboard with the Amiga Mini. I would say they're going to, it'll be like a CD32. It'll be no keyboard. Um, the N64 Mini will be launched. I've already heard rumblings. Um I think that's a given. I don't know if it'll be this year. I think they may wait and do that one next year. I mean, I mean, in 2019. That's my prediction on that one. Sega will announce they are re-entering the hardware market and announce a Mega Drive slash Genesis Mini. There's already one of those. Right, but this one will be decent. I, I would love to see Sega come back in the market. See, to me, I think Sega's making enough money licensing all this stuff out. They don't. They don't have to take <laughs> they don't the have risk. To make it. Yeah, yeah. I think they got burned hard, and they're are not going to come back. I don't think they've got the facilities to manufacture anymore. To be honest with you. And finally, Boat will get a hair transplant. But I can tell you, you don't have to predict. That's coming, baby. Soon, this Patreon money that's coming in, I'm going to look like Elton so John. So that's what you're doing. That's with that right. Money. It's all going into the hair now, transplant you, fund. You, you know, normally when you get a hair transplant, you have to take the hair from someplace. You go, is it back, butt? Where you get I don't know. Hair? That, that that is not true. That's true. No. They transplant the hair follicles from they, another they, part of your they body. They transplant them from another person. I, I've got donors. You can't. What, <laughs> what kind of hair will you get? I'll just get some of Eep's hair. It'll look great on me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jet black. <laughs> you know, Eep is a great girl, but I don't think she's going to sacrifice some of her hair follicles to put hair on your hair. Guarantee you she will not. <laughs> All right, so thank you, Chris, for those predictions. All right, it's time for the best sports title. Now, this, this, is, this surprised me, but in a good way. All right. uh, the best sports title of this year goes to Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. It just made the cut, too, as I recall. Right. Uh, Jimmy White's, you know, it's funny, of, of the sports games we've played, I probably played it the most, mm-hmm. and it was one of the first things I loaded on the 600. That's awesome. Um, it's it, I'm still not 100% clear on the rules of snooker, except you have to say snooker. You can't say snooker yeah. like they say in England. That's, I guess we sounded like incorrect. tool bags when we said snooker. No, no, we we still sound like tool bags. We're still saying it wrong. That's you don't you don't get that. It's snooker. You have to say snooker. ooh, like ooh, snooker. Oh, snooker. Right. Oh well, sorry. Um, <laughs> We, you know, there's not a lot of snooker in America, and uh, I mean, there is some. Is there? Yeah, I've seen. I mean, Dave, I've, I know people that have. I've seen tables in places I went that were snooker. I don't tables. believe that. No, it's true. I mean, pool halls had them, mm. but how many pool halls do you see anymore? Right, not you know? many. Pool sort of falling out of style here with the. You know, your vigid games. Well, also the fact that you can gamble everywhere, too. You know, they have those coffee houses everywhere. I think that those have taken Wait, the they place. they took of, the place. You think people played pool and snooker, snooker, just because they want to gamble on yeah. it? That's not, but it's just a game of skill, like pinball. Like slots. Well, no, slots is <laughs> Just drink your beer, guru. So, I love Jimmy White snooker. Snooker. And, um... I think that the game is charming. The little thing that laughs at you. I thought the engine was great. Oh yeah. Um, being able to maneuver around the table was surprisingly easy. Um, when you compare it with you know modern systems that that accomplish the same thing in a little bit different way, this is not necessarily worse or better. It's just a, a different way. Um, I enjoyed learning the rules of snooker. Attempting but to learn them. My favorite part of it was watching countless hours of YouTube video. Oh, of great these, shots. Yeah, <laughs> in these like 70s and 80s snooker matches with Hurricane Higgins and, uh, and, and Jimmy White and, uh, and all the smoking and drinking and carousing that goes on at these things. You know, uh, this is another one. I mentioned this earlier. These, I, I, a lot of these games I, I think about the research that went into them. I mean, when we did this, we weren't exactly licking our chops right. from some, some We're like, oh my gosh, well, this is going to be a disaster. I watched a, a documentary on Jimmy White, and once I watched the documentary, I was hooked. I was like, this is going to be great. And then and then the game was good mm-hmm. as an added bonus, but I liked the research. And the, it was fun. And I'm like you. I've sat and watched uh, great snooker action on YouTube. <laughs> and I think to myself, what am I doing? Right. And what is happening to me? But it was a, it's a, hey, if you consider, like, say, Madden or some of these other games we've covered, I mean, this one is blows those away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can play a decent game on this and feel like you're actually doing something. Right. And if the engine for the time period, top spot shelf. on. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. Um, so that was the, the best sports title. Um, the worst sports title of the year goes to the much maligned, unfairly, I think, Shock Fu. Oh. <laughs> Sports so, in its loosest sense. Do you do you think that uh, that Shaq Fu deserves a a worst game of the uh, worst sports title of the year award? Well, if, well, first of all, we're going to on a limb and assume that this is a sports game. <laughs> what um, are you talking about? Uh, it's the ultimate sport. It's a blood sport. You know, uh, we just covered this what two two episodes ago. Hey, I haven't changed my opinion. I don't think it's that bad. Right. Honestly. Um, when I think of a bad sports game, 
you know, we're more, there haven't really been, we haven't really played any really, really horrible sports games no. on the on the Amiga. I would say probably the worst we've played would be something like, I don't know, maybe TV Sports Football is not my favorite. I would uh, rather uh, play. I actually, kick, 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 uh, kick off two. I like. I like Shaq Fu more than Kickoff 2, and also Sensible Soccer I liked way more. I know people are going to lose their mind. Yeah, that's insane. I'm just saying, um, I thought, I mean, I, I Kickoff 2, I couldn't tell what was going on. Was, oh, I thought you meant you like Sensible Soccer, or you like Shaq Fu more than Sensible oh, Soccer. Oh, God, no. Okay. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm saying, uh, uh, I, I found my soccer game, mm -hmm. you know, and then this is just a, a novelty game. Right. It's dumb to, and stupid, To me, To me, Shaq Fu beats the tar off of John Madden football. I found John Madden football to be slow, clunky, a horrible port, just unmanageable. Nothing fun about that at all for See, me. See, I, I disagree. I, actually, I like Madden on the Amiga. I think it's pretty fun. I think it's the seeds are there of what would become the killer franchise. So what do you think the worst sports title that we did this year was? This year? Mm -hmm. If you count this amongst them, mm -hmm. it was probably this. I hate to say it. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, I mean, but the, I mean, that's not too bad. No, you know? no. It would be this or Madden, and I think Madden's a better game than this. But I mean, this, there's this, there, this game had a chance. It missed the mark. That's mm -hmm. what's sad about it. Yeah, I mean, we're the only people on earth that think that. And again, we, we we come at it from a perspective where we didn't have to do a lot of disc swapping. That's, and that's true. Yeah. And I will say, having used the GoTech all week, I'm getting a new appreciation for the, what how much fun it is to sit around watching those disc swap back and forth. Yeah, yeah. All right, our next prediction comes from John Marshall. Page oh, one gone. Look at that. Just like letter. <laughs> <laughs> um... He predicts. See how it floats before me? That we can make AmigaCon West Virginia a reality in 2018. I love it. He has an idea for a venue and he'll have to look into it and he'll get back to us. Holy smoke. So, this is a prediction with actual work being involved. Right, right. So, John, uh, hopefully, we can make AmigaCon 2018 happen. John, uh, John's got uh, a lot of enthusiasm. That's yeah. always like about him. Yeah, he's re he's ready to get it go going. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you, John, for that prediction. Hopefully, it will come true. Uh, we've got another prediction, another quick fire prediction. This one comes from Richard Troop. He says uh, Amiga OS four will be ported to x86 systems, so you won't have to run it. I guess on PowerPC. Wouldn't that be a, a, the death knell of that? Yeah, <laughs> people would stop buying those old Macs. I'd be into that. <laughs> um, and uh, he also predicts a possible mini Amiga akin to the NES Mini and Mini 664 uh, that will be available once licensing has been sorted out. That, but that's the that's the kicker. Once licensing has been sorted out, I think I think that you could get. What did we say? Did we decide on what a, 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 a usable amount of titles would be? Something like that. 30, maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think you can do it, no problem. All right. And I'll tell you something else. It makes me wonder, and we were just talking about the ZX Spectrum earlier, hey, a ZX Mini can't be out of the question. Mm -hmm. if there's, if, I mean, uh, they've got an audience that's probably a lot larger than the Amiga audience. Right. That would be another thing. I mean, minis can be, you know, having picked up that retro bits, uh, uh, super arcade console with the 90 arcade games. You're thinking to yourself, 90 arcade games. If you look who's in it, it's IRAM and some of these lesser known people. Uh, there's 90 awesome titles on mm -hmm. it, just cold from these. And I mean, Capcom, granted, is one of them. But I mean, 
you could get a lot of good. There are titles out there from like lesser known houses or people that are willing to play ball with you. You know, and if they can do an arcade version of that, I think they can actually absolutely do an Amiga or a, or a ZX Spectrum version. Of something oh, sure. Like that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. It's time to move on to our next category. This category is the RPG slash adventure category. Okay. So we did, we did quite a few games in this. We actually tried. Um, we upped our game on that yeah, a little bit from yeah. the last previous thing. And the winner... For this category is the secret of Monkey Island. No surprise there. Yeah. So, what do you think about this this game, Aaron? I loved it. Uh, clearly, this it's funny. We were just talking about how we don't do these games that often. This one we gave ourselves what two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it, it, the way we, our shooting schedule worked uh, out, and I needed it to get through it, <clears throat> to get through as much as I did. Um, I like the interface. You know, it's it's clearly it's a classic, mm -hmm. it, it, the classic. It's beautiful. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. It's legitimately funny and not sort of ha ha funny, but not really mm -hmm. as a lot of games are. Um, it's it aged well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still beautiful. You know, uh, it wasn't my favorite of the genre, but uh, it was it was uh, an excellent game. And it's just strictly a matter of taste at that point. Uh, it, but it's definitely wacky. The story, like I said, I sat and watched this like a movie after I got as far as I could. Mm -hmm. And it, you could sit and watch it, and it had great dialogue. It was you could tell a lot of attention had been played yeah. at, 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 on this it. This is this is one of the few games where I get as much enjoyment of watching a playthrough just like this on YouTube, like we're watching now as I do, as I do playing it. I mean, I don't really, the puzzles to me are secondary. I think the writing is hilarious. I love the art. I love the animations, just the limited animations of the guys, but they're so, so evocative of the emotions. Um, so yeah, I fully concur that this, I agree with this, this decision wholeheartedly. The, the, what I like about this is they, they, took the limitations of the medium and they just blew them off. I mean, mm -hmm. they take what they've got to work with and they do a lot with it. I mean, it, it, it's a, I mean, there's a reason why we're still talking about it after all these years. So right. I was, I was not at all surprised on that one. All right. And the worst, the worst, uh, RPG slash simulation tiles. I had a hearty ho when I read this because this was a tie. This is the only, uh, the only category where we had a tie. Okay. And um, the uh, there were, like I said, there were 19 people that, that responded to this survey. And what are the chances that out of 19 people you're going to have a tie yeah. in, one of, in one of the categories? That is crazy, isn't it? And the two games, the worst, and they were, they were really terrible, Rocket Ranger and the god-awful Neuromancer. Are you kidding me? Those two came in last? Last play, dead last. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Rocket Ranger deserves better, I think, than that. Uh, I loved Rocket Ranger. Um, and, and, you know, it's a lot like... Remember they when we did Three Stooges got killed, very similarly. Uh, I, I think Rocket Ranger's a fun game. It's a, it's a game you have to learn the controls. And, 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 and I mean, it's not the easiest game to play, especially starting out. But it's beautiful. It's got a cool story. Uh, I, I always loved Rocket Ranger. I always thought it was fun. And it's another one that, that can be remade and, and with uh, some tweaks and make it really even better. Uh, the uh, there, were, there were things that, that could have been done to make the more arcade sections more fun. I'm surprised it got crushed. And then Neuromancer, I'm not even going to talk about that right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that to later. So just to recap, the uh, best RPG slash adventure game, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, and the worst tie between Rocket Ranger and Neuromancer. Uh, it's almost like a personal attack. 
really is. Do you think people make these votes? You know, do you think they vote just I don't to, think they just like despite you? I think I, so these votes always get murdered. This is another one. <laughs> All right, now it's time to move on to our next prediction. That's all you do, eh? Yep. Okay. <laughs> this comes from a Twitter user, Aid, at Stressed Local. Uh, number one, the OS source will be open sourced, so it can be ported for PC users everywhere. So I think that this, this might, that he's talking about OS 4, perhaps, just like Richard was. Uh, number two. That would be a stunner, wouldn't it? Well, listen to this. Apple and Microsoft shut up shop, releasing statements to the effect of, we feared this day would come. So apparently when OS 4 is ported to all of the x86 systems, Microsoft and Apple just give up. They it's can't, such, they can't it's compete. Such power. That's right. That's right. Um, Linux users look up from their CLI and scoff and makes no difference to them. I don't know what CLI is. I'm not a big yeah. nerd. Um, it's like DOS. The A1222 releases. Do you know what that is? The A122. Is that the... Uh, is that the uh, uh, Amiga CD-ROM thing? Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, 3.5 discs, 3.5-inch discs are once again manufactured for classic Amiga users to enjoy the sound of the drive turning over and over while trying to read one bad sector. That's <laughs> 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 the sound of doom. And finally, ST users ditch their STs, finally admitting defeat. Wow. Even though they lost such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Aid, for those predictions. Very I, optimistic. I hope they all come true. If you're an Amiga fan. I need to go back to Rasta style with this hat. because. It's... All right. <laughs> you need more head. That's I know. I know. I've got not, not nearly enough head for this hat. Um, so it's time for our fourth name drawing, Aaron. All right. I'll even read this one. Let me grab one here. Random. Grabbing at random. Pick one out here. What do we got here? Dazzly. Congratulations, Dazzly. Fellow Washington Redskins fan. You poor bum. <laughs> Another year in the crapper. That's like right. Me. That's right. So, uh, magnet for Dazzly. All right. Now it's time for, um, I called this category on the survey best platformer. As you pointed out rightly, that's a poor name for the, for the genre. So I've changed it for our announcement. We're gonna call this best character action game. Okay. <laughs> that's good. I character like that. action game. Character action. Right. Okay, um, so the best character <laughs> action game, this is, this is not a surprise, should be a surprise to either one of us. All right. BC Kid. BC Kid. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, definitely at the top of my list. Uh, in fact, when we did our hundredth uh, episode, uh, it was it was it was my number one pick out of that genre, and uh, uh, it's it was good. You know, bonk. You know, call it what you will. It had it had a lot of uh, style. It had a lot of class. It was uh, well drawn, and uh, Bonk's a cool little guy, and it's fun to watch his antics. Uh, good stuff. Good choice. You th you think the same? Yeah, this is this is really one of the few platformers that the Amiga port is right up there with the uh, with with the console ports. Yeah. Uh, this is no Castlevania for sure. No, this is this is no. it's a very well done. Um, it's it's funny. I always remember this game as as uh, 
you know, we had a, a difference of opinion about the art style. Uh, you love the art style in this, which is I look at this, the, the TurboGrafx-16 version, even though the sprite is smaller, there's not as much detail, there's not that weird moon that follows you everywhere. <laughs> but it's it's two, yeah, that hated that. two separate takes on the same thing, um, but still and, both very solid. Very and I believe solid. you like the Turbo's music better <coughs> yes. as well, which I think yeah. you're on, on Super Crack. I well, I'm, I, I, I might be, I might be. So anyway... Uh, best character action game is BC Kid. Oh, good. I agree with you, just the listeners, on that one. Now, the worst character action game, this, again, comes as no surprise, Top Banana. Top Banana. Yeah. That is the most god-awful thing we've... <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Deplorable. What was the kid's name in that? It was Sally, Sue? Sue, something. something like that. I can't I remember. hate her. Yeah. She looks like... Um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, no, or maybe uh, uh, Emo Phillips, I believe I described her as. She, this, and, and look at her face. I mean, she just doesn't, she's just wide-eyed. What is she on? Who yeah. knows? Uh, I have nothing good to say about this, except for the fact that this is another game that when we when you picked this, we literally stopped the show, mm -hmm. and I screamed at you for like 10 minutes. Yep. And then we started the show back with some clever boat-style editing. <laughs> uh, and then once we actually did the episode, I found myself enjoying the this another wacky backstory mm -hmm. with this weird music art group that put it together and the whole uh, environmentally safe uh, uh, game packaging and all this crazy stuff. Right. So the backstory for this made up for the fact that, I mean, I was sure this was going to be... I mean, I was right. It was god awful, but it was so god awful. I enjoyed the episode. And this is this is one that came to us from a, a member of our game selection committee, members on Patreon. Yeah. And so uh, we that was would, a, this was his first offering, right? We would have never we would have never played this game if it hadn't been for absolutely. Him. And even after that, I didn't want to play it. I mean, trust me when I say Boat had to give me the hard sell. Mm -hmm. It was the hard sell because I was appalled mm -hmm. when this came up. I yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, that was Top Banana as the winner of the worst character action game. Best character action game, BC Kid. Top Banana is amongst the worst things I've ever played. That, yeah. that was playable. That's what's funny about it. Bad music, bad sound, bad graphics, everything bad. Right. Everything. Right. Um, okay. Now we're moving on to our own personal predictions. Okay. Okay. Number three, this or number one. I, I don't. I, I forgot <laughs> I what. I predict you can't read. I forgot which came first. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is my first prediction. Aaron will stop using text to speech after the brain trust collectively throttle him for posting one too many completely unintelligible messages on Slack. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm the only person I know that uses the text-to-speech, and I love it. And you're the only person I know that consistently makes people want to murder him yes. because you write stuff that no one can understand. I'll often go back and read what I wrote and think to myself, these people must think I'm the biggest fool ever. <laughs> but, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, my hands are jacked up, right. right? And so they don't work very well on the screen, mm -hmm. right? It sounds stupid, but it's true. And so the text-to-speech lets me send a text message, which I don't send that many, but it lets me send a text message without having to actually try to use my sausage fingers and my bad hand to actually do any typing. So, sorry, Brain Trust. <laughs> that prediction will never, ever take... <laughs> although, you may throttle me. That's true. <laughs> I agree with that. All right. Uh, the second prediction is the Mini Amiga will be released... 
but it will be a mini version of the Amiga One and retail for $10,000. <laughs> 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 and finally, game. my third prediction for 2018 is the boat challenge will continue to spread, leading Boat to create his own lifestyle brand of clothes, shoes, and handbags. Handbags? None of which people will buy because they're all on the boat challenge. <laughs> <Bam>. <laughs> Good one, Boat. You know, the boat challenge, I, it has wafted into the fabric of the internet now. Now it's no longer yours. It's, right. It's, it belongs to everyone. I, for one, am the anti-boat challenge. You are. <laughs> I'll buy anything I can get hold of that I can afford. It's a good deal. So, but for all those people in the boat challenge, good for them. You should play what you want. I yeah. agree. Yeah. All right. Um, so that those are my predictions for 2018. It's time for our next category. Best arcade port. Oh, we did a ton of these yeah, this time so around. We went crazy. We did two full shows of nothing but arcade ports. So I did, we had. I did some. Oh, actually, we did at least three full shows. Oh yeah, oh, we the, did the Double Dragon. We did. We, we did. Comp, we had two compilations of arcade ports plus multiple and arcade it, ports. I think we did Data East one. We did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's no it's no uh, coincidence that we both love arcade games. It's yeah. funny because we didn't do that many arcade ports in the first say seventy or eighty episodes. Right. And then we we realized like. <laughs> Man, there's a ton of these things. We're going to do a ton. Of, and we've got tons more that we haven't touched on yet. But we're and holding off. The winner for the um, best arcade port challenge is Parasol Stars. Uh, now, do you remember this one, Aaron? Oh, yeah, I remember it. I remember it. I, I liked it, but it was not even close to my top on that mm. list. See, I love Parasol Stars because it's um, it kind of takes the best aspects of Bubble Bobble and Rainbow Islands and mixes them together. Um, I love the the fact that there's multiple ways to dispatch your enemies. That's a big reason why I like uh, Do Run Run too. Uh, you can either bash them with your umbrella, or you can collect that water and bash them with the water. Once you knock an enemy down, you can bash it back and forth suplex style with your uh, it's your own hat. <laughs> it's your own hat. You know, throw your hat at them. Um, I, it's a very cute game. You know, I like the enemies. I think that they're they're well animated. So uh, this was definitely my pick. Also for yeah for uh, for best and it's also very faithful to the arcade original as well i i, I can't say that I, I didn't like it i did like it uh, it's again I, I i would pick golden axe over this one uh just because i like golden axe more as a game but uh, i like this one a lot uh, there were tons of really the amiga has a uh, a, a uh, embarrassment of riches when it comes to arcade ports mm -hmm. we ran over a bunch of good ones this year including sly spy what i thought was a real good one we already covered robocop and uh, uh, of course, this and we, you know, not counting stuff we did before bubble bobbles and all that job. Oh, and I want to go back briefly. I, I wanted to make sure before I before I gave him a shout out, but it was Blendo seventy five that uh, that requested top banana. Blendo, so, oh, he's in the chat. Get, right yeah, he's now in the too. chat right Blendo. now. Blendo. Yeah, uh, I, I was almost certain, but I didn't want it to be somebody else and them, you know, mm. go off on me. So uh, so thank you, Blendo. Kind of. Thank you, Blendo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, worst. Arcade port. Now there are many contenders <laughs> in this category. Man, um, that's a I'll tell you, I can think two or three off the top of my head. What do you got? Um, He's concentrating with his prediction. Well, this is all right, guys. We're gonna have to come back to this because this. I don't. I think I might have messed up something. What? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got to check our results here real quick. I, <laughs> you, I, you, you're appalled at the results? No, no. Well, the, the game that was voted is not an arcade port. 
<laughs> that would explain why it won. It shouldn't be in the category. Okay, and perhaps. Okay, let me make sure. That's oh best. wait a minute. I think that I I think I added a different. I don't know what I was thinking here. I don't know who even won. Let's see. Okay, yeah, best arcade port was Parasol Stars. Okay, so at least I didn't screw that up. Worst arcade port is actually a tie for first place between Altered Beast Which was hideous. and Bad Dudes. What? Bad Dudes? Now, again, I, I can only read this as, a, as an intentional slight for people that hate you. Because everyone is well aware of your love for the Bad Dudes franchise. I am appalled by and, that. Um, and and on, it's good on the Amiga. And honestly, I, yeah, I, I think that the Amiga port is fine. So this is, this is another decision that I'm with you. I'm with you on I this mean, I one. I think it's a lot better than, to say, the first Double Dragon. I thought that was not too good at all right. on, the, on the port. And what's crazy is that Bob's Garden got, it was third. And Bob's Garden is junk. Bob's Garden is great. That's the Do Run, or that's, the, that's the Mr. Do I didn't Do think it was plug. that good. Well, it's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's oh, definitely better man. than Double Dragon. Let me tell you something. Guess what one of the first games I led up on the 600 was? Duh, or was it was freaking <laughs> uh, uh, Bad Do. Dudes, you know the uh, retro bit. This is how uh, beloved Bad Dudes is on the retro bit Super Arcade console. I got Bad Dudes is on there as the arcade and the NES version. They're both on there. That's, That's awesome. Beloved. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm so stunned, I'm stunned to hear that. No. Yeah. No so, wonder it took you so long to read that. It was. It's a. It had to be wrong. I couldn't. Typo, I couldn't typo. believe it. I couldn't believe it. Another tie, by the way. What yeah. That? I know. It's insane. Killing me. But I will say, Altered Beast was god awful. Which is this? This takes us back to that that first pre-show that we did. <laughs> Where, or was it a pre-show or was it during the show? Where I saw Where, a light. Yeah. yeah, I was an idiot. Clearly, I was remembering incorrectly. All right. It, Thanks for bringing that up, Boat. You're no problem. That's what I'm here for. The time has finally arrived, Aaron, for you to don the cap and for give your predictions. Oh, my gosh. It fits you much better than it does me. I've got that kind of head. Yeah. You know, wow, you can feel it. I'm talking. You know, whoa, whoa, whoa. My predictions for this year. So these, I don't have them written down. I'm just going to read them right off the cuff here mentally. Get the tarot here and lay them out here. So I predict right off the gate, I'm going to, I hate to jump on the bandwagon, but yes, the cards do not lie. There will be an Amiga Mini sometime in the next. It will be announced, let's say, sometime in the next calendar year. Mm. The calendar year of 2018. Any details on the Amiga Mini? Yes, it will not feature a keyboard, a working keyboard. Uh, it will also uh, feature a lot of uh, stuff ported over straight from the CD32. That's my prediction. It's easy to do. Uh, you can play it all with joysticks. It's a winner. Winner, winner. Uh, so that's, an, that's my obvious choice. <clears throat> now... Um, a less obvious choice. We've got to talk about this vampire standalone uh, machine. I believe it will be an announced with a detailed example that will be available in this calendar year. However, I believe it will be very expensive. I don't think it's going to be that cheap. I predict it will be uh, well over a thousand dollars American. All right. I don't see how they could bring it in any less. Uh, the vampire itself goes for around four or five hundred bucks, and that's a standalone. This is going to be a, uh, this could be a standalone machine built on the same technology. Very expensive, but I think it, I think it will I think it will happen. Uh, 
And lastly, I think this is a this is not an Amiga prediction. This is a broad video game prediction. I think uh, this will be the last year of a uh, this. There will be no more Microsoft consoles. This is the last one they'll ever they'll mm. ever produce. The Xbox One, the new version that's coming out, will be the last one. They're getting out of the game. They were bested. They've never made a dime, and there's no reason to keep losing money. Microsoft leaving the market for for console gaming. All right. You think about what do you think about that? I think that you're right. I agree. I think that this is good. The Xbox One X is the swan song for the platform. They're already starting to nudge themselves in that direction, releasing games simultaneously on Windows and on the Xbox One X. Uh, I think Microsoft is going to be making a rapid exit of the console market and perhaps even the hardware market. I mean, they've had some success with the Surface line of, of, of hardware, but I think they're still losing money. I think they're still losing money. They're absolutely losing money. And one final prediction. This is a bonus prediction, Boat. Uh, due to uh, popular support, demands of the fans, the podcast will be renamed Aaron's Amigos, and in very small print, occasionally featuring Boat. I that like be, it. That will be the Double A logo, Aaron's and I, Amigos. And one double bonus prediction, these hats will now be something that we will sell in the store. Oh. With the, a branded Amiga logo on them. I like that uh, a lot. They'll be, they'll be right there ready for people to buy. And uh, I think they'll be beautiful. They'll be, you wear your hat. And your, your medallion. Your, your mime. <laughs> your mime and outfit. ventriloquist, you know, bar shirt, mm -hmm. right? And maybe some sort of boat, officially licensed boat challenge sweater vest. Oh. To, to, to finish the ensemble. I think that's, I think there's your winner right I there. I love it. I love it. All right, Aaron, thank you for those predictions. You're welcome. Uh, and that, that does end the prediction segment. So we are going to, uh, we'll place the hat here. It's sort of a reminder. It's sort of a static <laughs> magnet to pretty much kill that dead. Yeah. Nice work, Boat. You've done it again. All right, and um, it's time to draw our final magnet name. Why don't you draw this one, Boat? Okay. You took the hat off here. Ooh, there's, uh, there's plenty to choose from here. Ooh. All right. Joss80 in chat says that hat should have the boing ball pattern. That's That'd be cool. This guy hired him. Uh, yeah. You're in. You're our head of marketing in, now, Josh. All right. So, um, Niao, N-I-A-O-W, uh, you are the winner of a magnet. So, uh, Can you say that seductively like a cat? Meow. Bam. I love it. Yes. Seductively like a cat. That's right. How many seductive cats do you interact with on a daily basis? Not enough. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the cats I interact with throw up on the place. It's what, they're, not, they're not very sexy. All right. Um, and now we just have a couple of other fun categories here. They're fun. Um, what game should the Amigos cover next year? Oh, but these are always dead. Okay. What do you got? Well, uh, some people think that we should cover It Came From The Desert. <laughs> Dang, why did we think of that? <laughs> these are people that are not very familiar with our back catalog. Um, we so, love that game, except we hated some of it, but we liked it overall. Um, Megalomania. That one, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Saber Team. Have you heard of that one? I believe that that came off the ZX, didn't it? Is that the one that isn't there a isn't that a game? Oh no, I'm thinking of Saber I don't know. Saber Wolf is the uh is, is the, that the, the one that's I'm thinking the of? Game, I see. Yeah. Saber Team. Well then I don't know what that is. Uh somebody said they've covered all the games I own, so I don't know. <laughs> that's good, we're making a dent. Well see, this is where we cover stuff that you're going to own in the future. Right. Ooh. Elf Mania? <laughs> Elfmania? 
Baba and Sticks. We played that Baba at the Amigathon. Yeah, that was. Yeah. We, we did have a, that was interesting and, uh, and, and somehow appropriate for the West Virginia boys. Liberation Two. We we do have a box copy of Liberation One back there. Um, I tried to pitch that a couple weeks ago, but it looks complex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Genesia. I've not heard of that one. Have you heard of that one? No. No, I mean, not the it, way you said it. Maybe if I read yeah, it, I mean, it, know it. It looks like Genes Genesia. I don't know. Supercars Two. We haven't done any of the Supercars games, so maybe we cover I that. I loaded one of those up the other day, and uh, they're fun. Cool. You know? um, Panza Kickboxing. I played that the other night, and it's it it aged great. Great. I mean, I, you know what I can tell you right now? I'm going to make another prediction that we're going to cover Panza. And someone will vote it on one of the worst lists next year. Because <laughs> that's another one of my beloved treasures. They're going to kill that, too. Uh, several people voted for Mortville Manor. So I think that's oh, one. Oh, that's the one with the speech in it. Yeah, yeah, and that's one. If you have the solution, you can beat it in five minutes. Now, so. what was what show did we, that, that came up that that came up on? Was that with Vroom? Boy, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, Sim City. I'm surprised we haven't done that yet. That's the last official Amiga game I ever purchased. Remember, really? I got it at that. Remember, I got it when that uh, game store in Milton closed. Oh, right, they had, right. They, I, I right. just put the disc up the other day. Uh, Skeleton Crew. I've not heard of that one. Mm -mm. Uh, Bard's Tale. One of your favorites. Bard's Tale is one I have not played for a long time. Yeah, that but would you be always, fun. whenever you go off on your rant about how you hate Final Fantasy and Zelda, you say, "Well, now I love Bard's Tale." Well, this is your chance to show us how much you really do love it. Bard's Tale, Isle of the Beholder. Those are my the more PC centric role playing games. Um, any homebrew that takes advantage of ECS. I think that might be interesting. Take a look at some homebrew titles. You, you'll recall our uh, Public Domainia episode. Right. Well, these are these are new new homebrew did, titles. Did we, not I guess we didn't crap. play any new ones. Right. Did we've we? never done any new titles we, on the show. We pitched that year ago. We never did it, did we? We never did it. That's so a we, good should, idea. we should do that. And then, uh, and finally, um, Yo Joe. Yo Joe. Okay. Like uh, G.I. Joe? Maybe so. I'll, now, there's also somebody, I, that wasn't finally, uh, <laughs> there's there, there's a guy that says these games are not going to be easy to cover. Uh, Dungeon Master. Yes, um, uh, Amiga uh, 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 Rama, the fellow that does that, just did a show on uh, Dungeon Master. It was pretty, and it took me back, because I used to play that back in the day. Uh, Future War. Future War is another one I used to play. I used to like that game a lot. Um, now, New York Warriors, you did, you, we did, did an Amigos, we did an play, Amigos on play on it. I think I covered it pretty well. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of talking on that okay. one. Okay. That was one of the first ones I did, so I was very, I was very speechy. But yeah, I, I like that game. And, Two uh, players, boat, eh? Yeah, well, we could do it. Uh, Viz, you ever heard of Viz? Mm -mm -mm. Bar Games. I've done part one of Bar Games. I've you never, still have not done part two. I can two. now. It's been it's, over a year. By the way, that was like the third thing I fired up on the 600 and played a, a bunch of uh, the wet t-shirt contest mm -hmm. and the and the uh, um, air hockey. And right. they were great. Still love them. The wet t-shirt contest, I know the questionable material, but it's a fun game. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's very unusual. And finally, Colonization. That one Colonization. Sounds. Well, that's a sequel to, uh, isn't that, in the, it's along the same, in the same vein as Civilization. I think you're just relating those two words together in your mind. No, I no. Think I think, I think, I think it's the same outfit. I think Micro, didn't Micropros do that one? I don't know. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, my Chad played that back in the day, so maybe that's what we'll bring him in on. Sounds good. Um, and that's it. That concludes the uh, Amiga Amigos 2017 Game of the Year Awards. Um, 
thank you all for submitting uh, the uh, survey. It means a lot to us. It was nice to get that much feedback. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, thank you for the predictions, those of you that sent in predictions. Uh, those were a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I'm going to release the... Um, hounds. Release the hounds. I'm going to release <laughs> the complete... Um, the complete link for all of the results, so you can see uh, where your favorite games fared and all these uh, and all these titles. Um, I'll put out a link in the show notes so you can see all of the um, the results broken down into charts. Google Forms does a great job of this. You know, one thing that I, we didn't touch on was our personal favorite games. Oh, you know, I totally forgot about that. And since you, the reason I, I remembered is because you said, "Hey, what were your favorite right. games?" Right. Well, I didn't. I didn't put so it on my you, breakdown. Why don't you tell the people, the people, your people, what your favorite was? My game of the year. This may come as a shock to you, but yeah. it's true. Jimmy White's Whirlwind Snooker. It was it was high on my list because yeah. not only was it a really fun game to play, not only did it come out of the blue totally unexpected as a fun game to play, but it introduced me to a whole facet of uh, British culture that I was unaware of. Yeah, I mean, it, I will say in terms of yes, I could absolutely see that, and it would it's right up there in terms of that. I mean, it really did introduce me to something I was just I had no idea. It existed. It's sort of like the dart thing we were talking about, because and I kind of watched some dart stuff after the snooker stuff mm -hmm. to, to see how that to see what was going on there. Right. I've heard some. And there will about be it. a darts game in our future. Jockey Wilson, we're coming for you. Very good. Um, you know, I'm going to announce my game favorite game of the of the year, and I was appalled that this made one of these lists because. <laughs> And I know people are going to not agree with me clearly, but my the personally my personal favorite game that we've covered this year was Neuromancer. I love that game, and I love it for selfish reasons because number one, I love the book, and number two, I love the fact that you do. I mean, when I was a kid and read that book, the idea of jacking into a computer, a virtual world, was something so novel and unique and mm -hmm. interesting to me, and the visual. Concepts, the the uh, graphical, um, uh, the the graphics used on a simulated matrix uh, that you would interact with computer programs and stuff in a graphical way. The concept really blew my mind. The fact that you could fight a computer AI, and then the way it was implemented in the game with the bulletin board system, which I'm telling you, if the Part of my love for that game is the nostalgia about bulletin boards, which you know I love. Uh, the uh, I love the fact that you can interact on the boards, and it's it simulates to a certain degree what it was like to be a BBS guy back in the day. I'll admit it's ugly uh, uh, in a lot of ways, and it's not the most user-friendly thing, but it's an awful lot of fun for me. Yeah, and I, I think that um, you know that game was chosen to be the worst, but you know we. <laughs> There weren't a whole lot of, of choices in that particular category. Well, I mean, if you stack up Neuromancer against a juggernaut of like, say, Monkey Island, right? Clearly, Monkey Island is a is a uh, is superior in, in a lot of ways. Every but way. This is my not every way, but every this is way. my personal right. favorite. But you like it for reasons that are not that have nothing to do with the game. That's, like if Neuromancer would have appeared as a game without the book tie-in. You would not feel the same well, way. Well, I think it. I, I don't know with the BBS stuff in it. I would, plus, it's just it really is an interesting plot, right? And you can come go about it in different ways, and it involves hacking and stuff. And that stuff, as a young teenager or a young man, 
that stuff was very appealing. It still is to a certain degree. You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be like Kevin Mitnick. I'm going to hack these bullet boards. I'm going to get these passwords. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm, I'm going to pay my hotel bill by hacking the computer. It was interesting to me, and uh, and uh, I, that's why it's on my. It's why it's all you know amongst my all time favorite games. Well, I you know it's interesting that um, it would be interesting we can check it out later and see. Uh, I don't. I I might not have forgotten to list it as a licensed title, but it really is. It's it's a hundred percent a licensed title. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it's off the book. That's that's what a right. licensed title right. is. But when you think of license, most of the time you think of like movies, TV shows, stuff like that. I mean, I can understand why you didn't put it in that list. Yeah, I just I just totally forgot about it. it and I mean, a and title. I can see why. I mean, if you if you start out playing that game, and you just look at it, just it, it's the graphics aren't that good. It aren't good on the PC either. And the audio is disappointing, especially considering the Commodore had the cool Devo soundtrack song, and this one doesn't. Uh, but it's the meat of the game that uh, holds me, and it's the concepts behind it. Mm-hmm. That, sure, I, I can completely understand yeah. that, and I love a lot of games that people hate too. And then some, and then honorable mentions for me, uh, I, as I said before, BC Kid was a was a fun game, and uh, Snooka, Jimmy White was another one that would would make my short list. Um, um, also, Golden Axe. I think there's a tremendous port. I'm surprised that he didn't give himself a different nickname. Jimmy White. Super White Jimmy Snooka. No. There's no Snooka in there. You're realize- Yeah, there is. That's what he plays. No, but it's that Snooka, not Snooka. Also, You're not saying it right. Would you want to be associated with Jimmy Snooka? You realize this guy, he, before his passing, he was effectively indicted on murder. Perhaps calling yourself <laughs> super white is not a good idea either. Well, <laughs> Have you seen Jimmy's complexion? Super white makes perfect sense to me. He's he's so white, he's almost clear. <laughs> Do you have any other honorable mentions? No, I think that pretty much covers Okay, it. my honorable mention game is Budokan. But you, that um, one, had you not played that one I'd, before? I had not played it before, and it's sort of the thinking man's fighting game. It, it moves slowly, but I, I thought that the, the, the presentation was, the, the graphics were beautiful. I love the, the, the high up. It's sort of like Shaq Fu, how you're, you're shown high up and you walk to the different places. Um, I love the different events. Um, I liked how it was sort of a more accurate portrayal of Japanese martial arts. Yeah, and I like uh, I like the fact you've got a guy. There's some little touches I like. The tournament where you've got all those different guys that you fight that have different weapons. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to do that. Right. And they all have those different little personalities. The graphics are nice. The fact that that the the sensei, the master, has those words of wisdom mm-hmm. that are always that always amuses me. And then plus the little little touches they put in on the dojos when you're fighting, where there's little. You know, in the background, you can see through the window maybe as a stream or a cod jumping out. I like that was nice. It's funny because, you know, we didn't pick international karate, uh, for example. And I think I preferred Budokan a lot more, more than, than, that, than international karate. That's just me. You know, I thought, I'm like you. I like, the, I like a more accurate portrayal. There's just so many Street Fighter type games out there that are just crazy fireballs. Right. And, the, and this one's more like this. You can actually do these moves. Yeah. That makes it kind of interesting to me. Yeah. All right, well, before we wrap up our show, uh, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. These are the people that make Amigos happen. Um, and I'd like to thank them in a very special way for the holiday. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRoche, your creepy dead boy, Ficky CTZ, Slow Norris, Stefan Sagan Mortensen, Edvin Helen, Lindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Laurent Giroux. 
Graham, Vebge, Brent Dowd, Elaine, Denson, Adam, Braddis, B, Red, Brian's Retro, and Vintage 2. Gary Hucker, C, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan, Salzanka, Bob Anthony, Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Will Williams. Adam, Bradley, Neil, Mansell, Jones, Rule, THC, Eric, Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Humberstead, Ken, Go, Bingston, Brutal, Barracuda, Darren, Coles, Jay's Orange, Pixel, Adon, and Kill Bjorn Barman. Those endings are tough, ain't they? They are. It's a tough one to sew up there. Are you are you excited about the new year, boat? I am. Uh, I think this is going to be the best year ever for the Amigos podcast. That's, that's a prediction. I'm looking forward to going over to our friend Matt's house and, uh, and, and celebrating the new year in style with those guys. Um, but I think that 2018 is shaping up. Things are falling into place for the Amiga. Things are falling into place for, for the Amigos. We're going to have a great year. So don't listen to what you hear on the news. 2018 is going to be awesome. That's right. I, I noticed when I tried to get predictions for a lot of people, they were very depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this, it can't be any worse than this, blah, blah, blah. you, you got to have a good outlook, man. Yeah. You know, hey, uh, maybe that's a West Virginia thing. But uh, if you let it get you down, you'll never get back up, right? That's right. And I think it's going to be a, an awesome year. I'm looking forward to some, I think we're going to have more Amiga action. We've had probably total. I mean, I've. I know I've already got a big old dose of it, and I'm more excited about the Amiga than I've probably ever been. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of good stuff coming. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I'd like to thank everybody hanging out with us in the chat. Uh, Duncan Styles, uh, Lurker74, Jost80, Blendo75. Lots of uh, name number combinations here. Uh, Chris Folds was here earlier, so thank you all for uh, joining us. You can always uh, check us out live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Amigos Podcast. We normally record Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 10 p.m. UTC. Uh, It's always a party in the chat room. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, we'd like to wish all of you out there in listener slash viewership land a happy 2018. And we will see you in the new year. Until then, adios. cut this out of the, the I was going to say we've, have we ever taken a break no, in the history we, of the show this is, this is literally probably going to be our longest episode ever oh my god so, do we have that much stuff we've got a lot of stuff to talk about okay So I I'm love gonna, the hat I'm going to use the restroom real quick yeah. uh, do you need anything to drink uh, well I've got this soda plus I've got the cans of mystery pop back there oh I like cans so. of mystery pop hello chat people <laughs> I guess I'm still on yeah go ahead and uh, you can alt tab and Alright, let's see who we got in here tonight. Wow, I'm the king here. Let's see what we got here. Uh, ah, there we go. Yes, it's time for the adverts. This is uh, bizarre to record this early. Uh, it is 11 in the a.m. here in Hurricane, and I am normally um, at work today, so I would be doing my thing. We had a, uh, just a little inside baseball. Uh, We had a, uh, you know, I I work at a lot of uh, detention centers in Kentucky. I go in and repair their uh, uh, 
you know, drunk driving and toxalize your machines and uh, or you know check them. So I'm pretty intimate with a lot of the eastern part of Kentucky's detention centers, and there's one detention center there called the Boyd County Detention Center, and they had a escape a couple of days ago where four four of the inmates got out through an air duct, and they've only captured one of them. But this detention center since July has lost ten. They've had ten escapees since July. Uh, and this is one of my partner's detention centers. And every time they have an escapee, he has to sort of hop out and run over and make sure that they, during the escape, are intoxilized or didn't get, like, mauled, you know. And so it's getting to be a, a running gag that this place has a revolving door of in, of, intox, of, uh, of people escaping. Uh, in West Virginia, the morning those guys escaped, it was... Um, about six degrees, you know, Fahrenheit, which I don't know the conversion, but let's just say it was buck-ass cold, y'all. And uh, so these guys probably had a, someone waiting for them because I can't imagine them escaping on a morning like that. One, a couple escapes back, a guy got out, and it was real cold. I think it was like 12 or 13 degrees that morning. And he had on shorts and a tank top, which he didn't really think that through. But what happened was he was going out on the roof of the prison to have someone throw him contraband over the fence up to the roof. And one of their throws had went sideways and fallen into the grass. And so he had lowered himself off the roof to go get it and couldn't get back into the detention center. And so he had so he inadvertently escaped that he tried like gangbusters to, to get back in, but he couldn't. And so he ended up having to run to the neighbor's house and used their computer, and the, the police uh, went to that neighbor's house and found that he'd been on Facebook, and he'd left all his information up, and they had no trouble tracking him down. And he was begging them to take him in because he was freezing his butt off. He was out in the woods waiting for someone, a car to come get him. So, <laughs> this have you heard about this, buddy? No, I, I've been listening to uh, listening to your stories. I'm entertaining so. Duncan Styles. He's the only one here. Oh, <laughs> Don't forget Almost your cool hat. hat. Yeah. This thing is massive and also quite warm. It looks good on you, though. I think you could pull it off. The trick is to get it pulled down just far enough. There you go. It looks almost like a like a toad. Rastafarian yeah, type deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Legalize it, man. Gentlemen. Are you having an early morning hair of the dog That's sort right. of affair? That's right. Sequench ale. Dogfish Head Brewing. As long as we've been doing this show, I don't remember ever taking a mid-show break. Yeah, well, this is something that most normal podcasts do. Really? Because I've heard other podcasts do it. I'm like, what are these suckers doing right here? This is what they're doing. That's what they're going up to get a beer? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, normally we our show is not that long compared to other podcasts, too. You know how other podcasts are. I don't. I've never heard another one. Retro gaming roundup. It's all it's all original content, uh, un, uh, unblemished by uh, responses from any other podcast. Are they still going the the roundup, the retro gaming they, round? They released one in November, I think. So yeah, I, I listened to it actually, and uh, it hasn't changed. You know, I will say I like the hardware segments they do. It's funny that show. I like some. I listen to the dinosaur pie segment. You ever listen to that? That says crusty uh, British. 
graphics developer or graphics video game graphic artist from like you know back in the old day worked for ocean and stuff and he i like the guy he's he, he, it's a it's this part of the show it's like a whole different show and it's usually like 40 minutes of this guy some days you just bad like this one guy listened to a show this guy had bad mouth him on facebook or something. no it was the zx forum because they're talking about that new machine he's going to do some graphics for it and he mauled this guy for like a, a half hour wow. and he doesn't pull any punches i know you don't like cursing so don't <laughs> listen to dinosaur pie this guy goes off but he's the classic sort of disgruntled like old school dude you know and i i do enjoy his say but i don't even know why it's i just like to listen it's almost like some like and this is not compared to him it's like listening to like uh michael savage someone on the radio just some real angry mm-hmm. dude and he just, he just crushes a sucker right you know i enjoy right. that you know? <laughs> it's quite a skill crushing I wish suckers I could do that. <laughs> this is really the issue these would you it just it just wear it enjoy it just just wear it with just and don't take it off. I know you're like I'm gonna take this off. Don't take it off. You just go through the whole show wearing it. All right, longest show we'll ever it do. Is. This you're is, gonna wear that. I guarantee you this is gonna be the longest show of the year. All right, I'm ready. Let's All right, do it. are we back from break? Yeah, we're back from break. All right, so I should have hit stop on the record and kept the stream going, but I didn't. That's all right. I'll edit it out and post. So here we go. And three, I'll give you three, two, one. Then we'll do a couple seconds. Three, two, one.